Hi, I'm Bill Thompson, and welcome to the first Chain Reaction on 2LO Rebooted, where we ask the people who make the uni to tell us about themselves and their work. Chain Reaction's lovingly inspired by the terrific Radio 4 comedy show, in which a comic interviews one of their heroes one week, and the following week the interviewee becomes the interviewer of someone they've chosen, following the chain. To kick things off, I've asserted editorial privilege and taken on the burden of interviewing, in this case, an old friend and colleague, Chris Burns, the Chief Operations Officer, or coup, within D&E. Though I mostly know Chris from her days as Head of Group Operations for Radio, and before that, as a renowned radio producer. We managed to find time in her busy schedule, I think I'm actually required to say that whenever I interview someone, and I asked her about her early days in radio. It seems that she started somewhat earlier than I'd imagined. I first started working in radio when I was at school. Like a lot of people actually work in radio, I wrote to my commercial radio station then and I suggested a various programme idea and because I was sort of uh, a cocky teenager, um, I said I could help. And I was very surprised when they actually wrote back and said, OK, then. So I did and I ended up sort of at that particular local radio station and I did a whole variety of jobs. Which local radio? It was Radio Trent, which no longer exists actually. Oh really? That's how long ago it was. But it was, I mean, it was brilliant and anybody who's been involved in local radio knows that the great thing about local radio is you learn a lot about everything, largely because necessity is the mother of invention. So if something comes up, they'll just say, do you know how to do that? And you might say no, um, or you'll say, well, I'm not sure, can you just show me? So somebody shows you what to do, and then you think, okay, well, I have a bash. So, you know, I learned how to use a portable recorder, I learned how to drive a desk, I learned how to upload stuff, how to edit, how to mix sound. How and to this was while you were This is while I was at school. And then I went to university, did all those traditional things. And then when I left university, I went back to commercial radio. And I, I, I think I, I applied, I was still freelancing, very often for free. I think at one stage I was a, a children's play leader, uh, which is the hardest job I've ever had, and producing the late night show on Radio Trent at the same time, which was an interesting combination, both ends of the day. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, no space to sleep. No, 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 but it didn't, it didn't matter when you were 21. Didn't That's matter right, when you were 21. Yeah, it, it does it now, easy. I have to say. <laughs> it creeps up on all it does, of us. It, it does, it does, it does. So I, I, I applied for, for loads and loads of jobs and didn't get any of them. And of course, I applied for all the various jobs at the BBC and didn't get any of them. Then uh, I was presenting, in fact, on local radio, and uh, somebody, a chap called Dave Roby, who was setting up uh, a radio station called Radio Bedfordshire, called me and said, why don't you apply for a job as a producer? So I did at the BBC, and I was lucky enough to get it, and that was the start of my... BBC career. I have disappeared several times since then, right. but um, that's Yes, it. like yeah. many people, you, yeah, yeah. you, you yeah, go yeah. in and out. And what's special about radio for you then? What is it about radio that really excites you still? I think what was special for me, and is still special for me about radio, there's something about the portability and companionship. I was the, the youngest in my family. And, you know, like many younger children, actually, you know, your brothers and sisters don't really want you around because you're a bit irritating. And so I spent quite a bit of time on my own and I used to listen to the radio and I used to sort of take the radio from room to room. And I grew up in Liverpool and Derbyshire and I can remember one day, and I still remember it to this day, 
hearing uh, a broadcaster, which most people in d &E will probably have to Google, a chap called Ray Moore, describing a place called London and a place called Piccadilly. And he just talked about the lights of Piccadilly glinting in the rainwater and the puddles. And it conjured up for me such a very vivid image. It's, I mean, it's an odd thing, but I can still remember it, literally decades later. And I just thought, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to do, to have that power to be able to talk and describe the world? But what he also did, and he was, he was, an, he was a brilliant broadcaster, and I realised that when you know, I, I started working in the industry myself, what he was able to do was to connect with people. And it's interesting, you know, if we think about what D&E is doing now, what D&E is really all about, it's enabling that connection with people and that portability. Whereas, whereas in the old days, you know, you had to carry your radio around. Yes. These days, you can listen to audio whenever you like. It's got that portability and it's using technology to enhance it and increase it, which is amazing. But still trying to do that same thing about making that connection between... The two people, the, the, the speaker, the listener, and that intimacy that comes from hearing it in your ear. And as yeah. you say, things which will stay with you forever. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because some people in Liverpool would have been inspired just to run away to London. <laughs> whereas you were inspired to want to do that to other oh, people. Yeah. I, just, I just thought to have that power would be amazing. I mean, you know, I, ne I never had those skills as a, a broadcaster. I'd be the first to put my... I mean, I, I've worked with some brilliant broadcasters, so you know what brilliance is like. And when you've, when you've heard brilliance and you've worked with brilliance, you know how average you are, um, which is a good thing as well. Or, yep. You know, okay. all good producers no. should know their limitations. Um, but it was one of those things. It just struck a chord with me. And, and you know, my mum my will say, you know, they had no idea that I had this kind of fascination. You know, the first they knew I was really obsessed with the radio. Yeah, they saw me going around the radio all the time, but it was when all of a sudden this letter arrived from a local radio station kind of saying, yes, you can come and work for us. And I think, well, when did you do that? Yes, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there we go. It was great. And you mentioned sort of, you know, as a, as a producer, as someone who helps shape the work of other people, because that fits very much within your role now, which mm. is trying to manage large sprawling group of people yes yeah I think you know what a producer is at their best is they enable great things to happen and very often they come up with the ideas but their real skill is being able to kind of find the right cast of characters and sort of think no actually that idea is brilliant but it's best done over there that's, and you know, I think that's the, when you're a producer and editor, somebody once said to me, an editor looks after the year and a producer looks after a day. So what does a coup do? Well, a coup kind of looks after the year, I suppose. And what you're trying to do is position things so everything Fred, happens Fred, on you the look day. after the charter period. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's yeah, an yeah. even larger scale. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a, it's a five-year. It's a five But it's, yes. it's, that's what you try to do. And you try to sort of, you know, if a producer's doing their job well, just as if a coup's doing their job well, you don't know they're there because they're invisible. Um, because everything is just happening. You know, what's um, wonderful about the BBC is you have a great opportunity to put people from different backgrounds and disciplines together and to work on something really special and innovative. I remember I, I launched a, a programme on uh, Radio 4 called Saturday Live 
which was launched with fee. With fee, yeah, it was with fee. And it took us a while to settle down, but we got there in the end. And I remember when we launched it, I remember going to do the pitch to the controller of Radio 4 at the time, this chap called Mark Damazer. And I sort of said, so what we want to do, we want this to be an entry point for Radio 4, for people who don't want to listen to Radio 4. And the idea was that you were very often looking at things that were happening in the news, but you would take a completely lateral take on it. And I remember that the, the editor we had was somebody who had previously basically worked at Radio 1. The presenter was Fee, who was Five Live, a bit of Radio 4, local radio, GLR, uh, and obviously television as well. Um, I had one, what was called then, interactive producer, but was a producer. Uh, I had somebody who'd come from children's, and I had somebody who'd come from a more traditional Radio 4 background. So it's a very mixed team. Very. And then I had sort of studio managers who came in and came out. But what I always tried to do was make sure that the studio managers were there on the Friday, were also the same studio managers as there on the Saturday, so there was continuity. But the idea was you became a team. And there's something about, and the reason why I'm mentioning the story, you know, if you think about what we're trying to do in design and engineering, by having those very mixed teams, which is essentially taking people from different disciplines, whether that be a more traditional engineering world or a digital world or a content world, or somebody like me, jack of all trades, hopefully you take all those things, everybody opens their ears, and then you get a little bit of magic. Yeah, and you, and you end up creating something which is appropriate for the moment, for today, as we see you know, yeah. the digital transformation that we're talking about. And bigger than the sum of its parts. The bigger than what we can do on our own. You know, we can all have a great idea, but it becomes an even better idea when you start talking to other people about it. Your, your, your story about Saturday Live is, is really fascinating as well, because, of course, that was the programme that replaced Home Truths after yeah. John Peel died. So you had a real... You know, there was a gap, there was a thing that needed to be filled yeah. because things had changed and not necessarily in, in an expected way. Yeah. If I'm not stretching the analogy no, too no, much, no, no, no. at the moment, what yeah. we're seeing with the impact of, of the network, of IP, of all digital technologies on the world of broadcast and on the BBC is similarly... You know, there is a real sense that we have to do something about this. So that model of taking the people with all the right skills, putting them together, seems to be entirely appropriate. Well, it was just, and also, you know, you learn little things from people which sound very small, but really make a difference. I mean, one of the things, and if you've never heard him, Google him, John Peel used to do, was he was a brilliant presenter and was uh, one of the few presenters you could hear, when he mentioned the call-out, you know, call, email, it was so natural in the script. And very often, if you hear a traditional speech presenter, not so much now, but a few years ago, it never felt natural. It felt literally like a handbrake turn. And Fee was brilliant at doing this. She still is brilliant at doing it. And also, you know, little techniques like doing a forward trail at a certain time, because that was when people would be leaving the house or dropping off children. So using also, you know, the great information you got from audiences, marketing, putting all that together and then using the knowledge and skills around rather than kind of thinking, well, look, we're the experts, just leave it to us and we'll be fine. 
yeah, that, that willingness to, to mm. listen to and learn from our audiences. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for, for sharing that with me. Um, I presume radio is still in your blood, so you would oh, carry yeah, producing things at some point. Yeah, no, radio is still in my blood. You know, I'm, I'm here till July, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. But no, radio is very much in my blood. And, you know, it's the first thing I do in the morning is I put the radio on. It's the last thing I turn off at night. And, the, yeah, I still think it's magical. And, you know, it, it, it's very easy for us to forget what a wonderful place this is to work. I mean, I know there's lots of stuff that we'd like to see happen and it, it can be frustrating at times. But, you know, I think, you know, for me, sometimes working for the BBC it could, can sometimes feel like a bad love affair. You think, well, this is very bad for me, but, you know, you just can't give it up because it's just so all-consuming. You know, if you think about what's going on in this building today, so just gone downstairs and there's Steve Punk from The Noun Show kind of wandering around. You go outside, you've got W1A, you've got The One Show. Earlier on, you had tap dancing in the piazza, and then you've got serious news programmes being made, um, and you've got at least five different music stations being broadcast from W1. I mean, what a fantastically creative environment. And to actually be part of a division that is really supporting all of those services kind of push to the future and serve all those audiences. I mean, that's not a bad day's work, is it? That was Chris Burns. And I've asked Chris to consider who she'd like to interview. And the next edition of Chain Reaction will be with you in a fortnight here on 2LO Rebooted from D&E.